We're continuing our series on the belt of truth. And um, we get that from the series that we're working on in Ephesians chapter 6. And the verse that we're looking at today is verse 14 where it says, Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. This week we're going to look at that phrase, putting on the belt of truth. Truth is the thing that sets us free. And, um, and the importance of the belt can always, can't be underestimated, the power of a belt. It holds your britches up, and it keeps us from embarrassing situations. <laughs> the word belt in my vocabulary is like my Mufasa. Belt. Ooh, Mufasa. Uh, it, it can be used in several different ways. And growing up, the belt was not a popular thing for me. Although my dad seemed to think I needed it a lot. <laughs> and I did. That's the truth. But belts are really important. They've been used in large factories to run different machinery. They run motorcycles. Your car would not run without proper belt and has maybe left you on the side of the road because you didn't have the proper belt. We cannot function in our lives as Christians without the belt of truth. The belt of truth makes us prepared, helps us to be stand firm because the belt of truth is the thing that everything connects to and with. As we look at the body armor of God next week and as Pastor Todd will be sharing, we'll see the importance of how these pieces of armor interconnect with one another. And, uh, and so it's really important that we prepare and that we are prepared. And as we look at the body, uh, or the belt of truth, we want to begin with this thing saying that Jesus is truth. He proclaimed it in John 14.6. In John 14.6, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus proclaims that he is truth. Jesus is full of grace and truth, as it says in John chapter 1, verse 14. It says, Jesus, um, he, he said, the word became flesh and made, was, made his dwelling place among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and good. I thought it was dark out there. I thought maybe you fell asleep. <laughs> full of grace and truth. How do we know if something's true? Well, you measure it, you look at it, you use your mind. But in all reality, Jesus proclaims what truth is. He proclaims it in the life that he lives and he proclaims it in his word, which we'll see in just a few moments. You can also measure it by using your common sense. If you see a picture on a wall and you look at it and you say, hmm, I think that's a little crooked. Chances are it's a little crooked. We have these pictures down across from my office and every once in a while they're just a little askew. It doesn't bother me so much, but I always see people kind of adjusting them, <laughs> which is awesome. Because they want it to be true. They want it to be straight up and down. I had a incident a couple years ago where we had 
in the woods next to our house, there was a dead animal. And um, I knew it was dead uh, because I could smell it. But so could my neighbor. So my neighbor comes over and she, um, she asked me, she said, um, are you dumping anything over there? And I go, no. Um, but there's something dead over there. And she said, did you go and look at it? No. I didn't go and look at it. And, and for some reason, I, I protected I, that, that um, you know, usually I just speak what I think. But this time, for some reason, you know, I don't know what it was, but I, you know, I, I just said, no, but um, I think it's beyond resuscitation. You know, I, I was thinking that, but I, I didn't say it. But my experience told me that something was dead. It told me that, that, that it was beyond salvaging. And, and that was the truth. I never did go over and see it, but I did tell her this. I said, just, you know, in a couple of weeks, it'll be all gone and you won't smell it again. That's what I'm afraid of, a couple of weeks. Hey, it's all a part of life. I think what happened probably is we live on Gilbertsville Road. There's deer killed there all the time. I assume the deer got hit by a car, made its way to our woods, and died. That's just my assumption. But I didn't have to go see it to know that something was dead because it was truth. So as we look at God's Word today, we're going to look at it in, in a way that will point us continually to the fact that truth is so important in our life. It's really foundational in a Christian's life. I think that's why it's the first instrument of uh, equipment that is, that's talked about because it's important that truth is the base and the foundation by which everything else hangs upon. So you see, apart from truth, we are a slave to sin. We see that in our passage today. In, um, in our passage is uh, John 8, 31 through 34. I'm going to read them for you right now. Jesus said to the people who believed in him, you are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teaching. And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. But we are descendants of Abraham, they said. We have never been uh, slaves to anyone. What do you mean you will be set free? And Jesus replied, I will tell you the truth. Everyone who sins is a slave to sin. So we see in verse 33 and 34 that apart from, uh, apart from the truth, we're slaves to sin. It holds us in bondage. And just like these people did, many times we make excuses. These Jewish leaders were in the presence and they began to make excuses. Well, we're Jewish. We're descendants of Abraham. We're never slaves to anyone. But the reality is, if you look at the Old Testament and especially the book of Judges, they were in and out of captivity continually. And they were slaves to many, many different nations. We constantly make excuses for our sin just as they did. Well, we were descendants of Abraham. We make, we make excuses. One of my favorites is, it's not my fault, it was Dawn's fault. We like to blame other people, don't we? We, 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 don't, uh, we, we make excuses for ourselves like, well, I was born that way, or I can't help myself, or 
evil, and, and I, can't, I can't overcome. But the reality is we need to be living in truth. And the only way we come that, the only way we overcome is realize that evil comes from a darkness within us. In John 3, 19, it says this, And the judgment is based on this fact. God's light came into this world, but people loved darkness more than the light, for their actions were evil. See, we live in this world that's dark, and if you don't believe me, just look at the weeks, uh, week in review and the news and the headlines. There's a constant, constant bad news and evil. I used to tell my kids growing up as they were in their teenage years, I'd say, nothing good ever happens past 10 o'clock. And I know, I'm like, I'm like this conservative, grouchy old guy, I don't know. But nothing really good happens after 10 o'clock. Because you can't go to places usually that are open after 10 o'clock that you're going to be doing good things. And so where does this darkness come from? Well, it comes from the father of lies. In John 8, 44, it says this, For if you are the children of your father, the devil, and you love to do the things he does, he was a murderer from the beginning, and he's always um, hated the truth because there is no truth in him. See, we serve the master that leads our hearts. And so we either serve Jesus and live in his truth or we live in darkness. And that darkness is the place where evil comes from. Addictions, mistreatment, everywhere because we live in darkness. Darkness is that secret place that the world loves to live in. As soon as we admit our darkness, the light begins to shine. Jesus brings light to what is evil. He's the light of the world. He's the light that overcomes darkness. In John 8, 32, it says that we, uh, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. You will, Jesus is the light of the world, his, his, the scripture says. And the word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. You see what we're saying? That, that all these things interconnect. Truth interconnects with God's Word because God's Word is truth. Psalm 119.105, and we can sing this together. You want to sing it with me? Thy Word is a lamp unto my and a light unto my path. That's exactly right. It's more than just a song. It's a way of life. It's truth that His light, His Word, will live in it. Now, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on that because... A couple weeks from now, we're going to hear about the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And we'll see that the Word of God is so important in finding truth and in living by truth. The second thing we see is that truth frees us. Truth frees us and lies trap us. Truth is the light that shines on the darkness of our lives. When the attacks come and our foundation is, say, is shaken, truth is our foundation. I've seen this over and over again in the ministry we have here called CR. 
celebrate recovery. It's hugely successful because standing before people and openly admitting your weakness, openly admitting the truth, it takes the light of darkness, it takes the light and lets the, the, the light of righteousness and truth shine on our darkness. There's no more secrets, no more hiding places, no more bondage, no more addiction, all open for everyone to see. I know, when it happens, it's scary, it's, it's very awkward, maybe you feel terrible about it, but when we admit our wrong and our sin and are held accountable for what God wants us to be like, there's a relief. When our wrong is not hidden, it is no longer a secret. It no longer has a hold on us. So truth is so important. And God's word is truth. As we sang just a moment ago, it's a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. If this were room, if we could make this room completely dark, it, it's just, ooh, there we go, look at that. It's still not completely dark, but there's a little bit of light and you can still see my goatee. I was talking to a Navy, I was talking to a man uh, after the 8 o'clock service and he said, yeah, in World War II, uh, when, the, when the Navy, uh, in the Navy, he said, you could not smoke on deck. You would think that'd be the safest place to smoke because who wants to be caught downstairs and all that smoke? But he said, the reason being is that that little light from smoking a cigarette could see, be seen three miles away. And so light, just a little bit of light placed in darkness can, can brightly outline and give us the right direction and begin the steps by which we need to take to become out of this bondage and become free. To live in freedom that only He can give. In John eight twelve, it says this. Jesus spoke to the people once more and He said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you will not have to walk in darkness. Did you get that? If we follow him, if we walk into his light, he will no longer, we will no longer walk in darkness because we have the light that leads to life. It's so important that we take the truth that God gives us, his word and in Jesus, and we lean into that. And when we do, Truth keeps us faithful to Christ's teachings. Jesus said to those who believed in him, you are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings. When we live in truth, we, we live in a right relationship with Jesus. When we walk in truth, we live in a right relationship with him. Truth is a foundational piece for a Christian's walk. Truth is around us everywhere. We know some of the things that are truth. We experience that. <clears throat> gravity is truth. No one knows more about gravity than me because I fall a lot. <laughs> but I, I, I can't, gravity is real and it's truth. If I jump off this stage, I'm not going to fly. I am going to hit the ground and hit it very hard. 
Truth, what goes up, what goes down. I cannot leap tall buildings in a single bound. I don't have that ability because there is gravity involved. There's truth involved. The truth is that the more we follow in Christ's steps and the more we read His Word and it becomes part of our lives, there will be more truth evident in our lives. And it gives us a trueness. It gives us a path. It gives us direction for us to live by. I remember several years ago, my dad wanted to remodel my grandmother's house. Now, back when, we, when this house was built, it was built on a stone foundation. And it would just stack stone. So between the, you know, the winters and the summers and the cold and the heat, there was some shifting involved. And Dad said, let's, let's put this new material. This is in the 60s. Let's put this new material on the walls here. It'll be easy. We'll be able to cover up a lot of the cracks and things like that. I said, great. The new material was paneling. And so we, we put this paneling. And I remember everything really looked good till we got to the corners. And the corners were far from square. They were far from true. And so there are gaps and all those things. And we had to yeah, just kind of figure it out and rig it so it didn't look too bad. But trueness... Those, if it was true, it would have come together in a neat matching form and we wouldn't have had to put molding all the way down from top to bottom, about an inch thick. Because trueness helps us in walking His way. And because God's Word is truth, as He says in John 17, 17, make them holy by your truth. Teach them your word, which is, okay, I haven't lost all of you. The word is truth. That's right, because the word is truth. So all these will tie in together. You'll see that the, the, the belt of truth will hook on to the, all these things work together. And they continue to point us to the truth. And that's why it's so foundational for all of us to live in truth. How many of you have ever said, or heard in your lifetime because I said so. <laughs> I heard it all the time. And I said it a lot. And it's important that we say that. And, and we say it not because we are selfish or not because we want our own way, but sometimes it's just to protect our kids. I have a, I have a little over two-year-old granddaughter. Her name's Ginny. Cutest thing you ever want to see. And the other day she's at our house and I heat my house with wood. And we have a wood insert with a blower on it and it heats pretty much our whole house and does a great job. And we have tile about three and a half feet away from the furnace. And then there's a line and then there's wood flooring. So I said to Ginny, Ginny, hot. Don't go near that, it's hot. Hot. Okay, I said, you don't need to cross this line because that's hot. Hot. 
I wasn't doing it to be mean. I didn't want her. I mean, I want her to get to a point where she can load that wood for herself and I don't have to do it. (laughs) But at this point, I'm protecting her. I'm keeping her safe. And sometimes I think that's the way we feel with the Lord. And we do with the Lord. We see something and we read it in Scripture and we go, oh, that's not really true. Or that's not really what God wants. Or, I think I know better than God. I think I know better. And so what do we do? Hot. We don't trust what God's Word says. How funny do you think it is to our Lord when we think that our thoughts are greater than His thoughts? That our intelligence is better than his intelligence well let me tell you what God says about this in Isaiah 55 8 and 9 it says this my thoughts are nothing like your thoughts says the Lord and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine for just as the heavens are higher than the earth so my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts So we need to understand that as we read God's Word and as we lean into Jesus and we lean into His truth, it's not my way. It's His way. It's not what I think is true. It is what is true when we read His Word. Even if I don't get it, even if I don't understand, even if I disagree with it, it's still His truth. Just as Ginny probably disagreed with Grandpa on saying, don't go, she wanted to get closer. We need to lean into the truth and trust the truth of Christ. Surrender to Jesus. Trust in His Word. That's where we can live the best. The best that we can live is by surrendering to the truth of Christ. Let's pray. Father God, help us this week as never before to lean into You, to surrender to Your truth, Help us when we read the Word of God that we'll be obedient to it and lean into it. Not to think that we've got a better way because it's not my way. It's your way. Help us to live in truth. In Christ's name I pray. Amen. We always give a little bit of homework before you leave and um, here it is. This week, if you could, take some time to memorize John 14, 6. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to me, comes to the Father except through me. And then pray this prayer every morning. As your feet hit the floor, pray this prayer. Lord Jesus, help me to see your truth and to seek your truth today. Will you do that? I pray that you will. Let's stand together. If you need prayer today, we'll have lay pastors here after the service. Please come. We'd love to pray with you. Father God, now we ask that you will help us to live in truth this week. May you transform our lives as we lean into your truth. No longer living in darkness, but living in the light of Christ. In Christ's name I pray. Amen.